Hello, my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast on this Wednesday, January the 12th. And wherever you are, whenever you listen to this, I wish you God's grace and God's goodness and God's joy within you, among you, around you this day. So, my friends, we continue through our first week of Ordinary Time today continue uh, sequentially through Mark's gospel. We're going we're gonna to pick up exactly where we left off. Uh, we know that Jesus, after his, his baptism, called his first disciples. Where did he call them to? Uh, they followed him to the synagogue where he showed them what his mission was about, as well as told them, um, you know, that, uh, that the time is now and the attack, we're, we're on the attack, we're on the we're on the, the offensive. And then today, brothers and sisters, uh, we pick up exactly where that left off. So it's going to be Mark chapter 1, verses 29 to 39. So a little bit longer today. And we're going to see what happens after the healing and the healings at the synagogue. Okay? So let's break open God's word. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. On leaving the synagogue, Jesus entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Simon's mother-in-law lay sick with a fever. They immediately told him about her. He approached, grasped her hand, and helped her up. Then the fever left her, and she waited on them. When it was evening after sunset, they brought to him all who were ill or possessed by demons. The whole town was gathered at the door. He cured many who were sick with various diseases, and he drove out many demons, not permitting them to speak because they knew him. Rising very early before dawn, he left and went off to a deserted place where he prayed. Simon and those who were with him pursued him, and on finding him said, Everyone is looking for you. He told them, Let us go on to the nearby villages, that I may preach there also. For this purpose have I come. So he went into their synagogues, preaching and driving out demons throughout the whole of Galilee. My friends, the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So again, you you know that we picked this up immediately after um, the the previous two days' Gospels. And we see that right away in the first line on leaving the synagogue. So, I mean, yeah, that's where he was. That's where they were marveling at the authority with which he not only spoke, but with with, with which he acted. Jesus enters the house of Simon and Andrew. Of course, they were brothers, right? with James and John. And so again, we see the followers, the followers coming after because Jesus has something to teach them. So right away, right away, brothers and sisters, our antennas should go up and say, okay, the followers, those following in Jesus' steps, those who were called, this is what Jesus has to show them. So there's more here, not only for them, but for us, Right? Because Jesus is not done teaching. He's, you know, doesn't just teach at the synagogue and then goes and rests at the home of Simon and Andrew. The, the, the people follow him because he's got more 
to instruct them on about what the kingdom of God looks like. <clears throat> so Simon's mother-in-law, so of course, this means Simon is married. Simon's mother-in-law lay sick with a fever. They immediately told him about her. He grasped, he approached, grasped her hand and helped her up. And the fever left her and she waited on them. Let's talk about that just for a minute. And this will be point number one that I guess I just invite us to, to chew on today. And that's this. Jesus didn't approach her right away on his own. What happened? They, meaning Simon, Andrew, James, John, members of the household, whoever they were. They, them, those approached Jesus and said, there's an ailment here. Brothers and sisters, let me ask this. Any of you get COVID this last two years? I'm not going to ask how that felt. Um, maybe other than praise God that, that, you know, we weren't overcome with it. But how did it feel when you were ill? Not necessarily physically, but socially. So I got COVID back um, fall of uh, 20. And and don't know if I had it in spring of 20 either. I mean, it's just one of those weird things that the hospitals were overrun, didn't even, you know, we told them the symptoms over the phone. They just said quarantine. How did that feel to be quarantined? How did it feel to have meals brought up and placed, you know, at the edge of the stairs? How did it feel um, to sleep in a bed alone or on the couch with your spouse on the other side of the room or downstairs or the kids downstairs and not, not close? How did that feel? I bring that up because I suspect that's how Simon's mother-in-law felt. When we carry that illness, that dysfunction, something about us that is not going right, maybe we're experiencing the grief and the loss of a loved one, and people don't know how to approach us, and we feel alone. Or maybe we're, we're quarantined, or maybe we're, we're ill with something, and people don't know what to deal with it. Or maybe we're, we're struggling through a, um, a loss, a loss of, of a dream, a loss of... of uh, a, a job we had, whatever it is, and people don't know how to approach us in the midst of that. And it compounds that, that anxiety. Do you know what we need at those points? We need connectors. We need people to approach us that says, I'm not going to stay away. Jesus entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Simon's mother-in-law lay sick with a fever. They immediately told him about her. They interceded on behalf of the one who was ill and said, Lord, she's feeling alone. She's feeling ill. She's feeling overcome. What can you do about this? What will you do about this? Jesus approached, grasped her hand, helped her up. The fever left her, and she was again among the community waiting on them. That, that feeling of, of dis-ease, 
of, of separation was taken away. And what did she do out of gratitude? She serves. Brothers and sisters, I guess my point here is there are people in our life who are going through whatever they're going through and they are self-quarantining or they are, are, are putting themselves uh, off into a corner uh, because of insecurities or hurts or scars they carry or baggage they carry or they are putting themselves over in a corner because of, of illnesses or, or uh, grief or, or whatever it is, whatever it is. How will we intercede for them today? How do we see them? And how do we take them to Christ? And then get out of the way. And get out of the way and allow Christ to approach, to grasp, and to bring back. Or maybe, if our God invites us, that we are that face of God that approaches, that grasps, and that brings them back. I think that's worth us pondering today. That whole idea of illness and separation and being brought back into community. And Christ was that bridge. I think we are called, brothers and sisters, to intercede and bring them before Christ. But I think we're also called to be that bridge today in the world. All right, enough about point number one. You get it. I think anything more and I'm just beating uh, that old dead horse. Point number two that I, I just want us to ponder and again, this is a very individual ponderance, but it's toward the end here. So after everybody comes to the house and he heals them all, um, rising very early before dawn, Jesus goes off to a deserted place where he prays. He has to get his energy level back. He has to ground himself. And Simon and those who were with him pursued him. And on finding him, they said, everybody is looking for you, which I'm sure is true, right? And he told them, let us go to the nearby villages that I may preach there also. For this purpose have I also come. Brothers and sisters, our ministry at its current place or level or, or location or, or individuals with which we minister, whatever, that's wonderful. But it's only for a season. It's only for a season. Because you know what? There are people over there who need to hear what you have to say, not just the people here. And there are people uh, in that distance over there that need to hear what you have to say and, and hear you teaching with authority to use yesterday's pod, right? To see that love with which you bring whatever subject it is that you bring that great love. And they see that. What season are you in today? What, what, and, and listen, you know, I, I, be comfortable with it. That's wonderful. But I was just reading again, I, I, I'm reading this um, same prayer book. I think I referenced it earlier from Joan Chittister that has like 20 or excuse me, 40, 50 uh, different stories on prayer. And this morning's was the same idea. What Jesus is saying in the gospel is, you know, we're not necessarily called to pray in the same way, to approach God in the same way. Uh, at the age of 50 that we did at the age of 20. Because I hope our understanding of God 
is different at the age of 50 than it was at the age of 20. I mean, Paul talks about, uh, you know, in 1 Corinthians, I want to say it's 13, when I was a child, I, I you know, spoke like a child. I, I thought like a child. I acted like a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. That again, it makes sense at a 20, as, as a 20-year-old to, to understand God and understand Scripture and understand the world at that level. But brothers and sisters, if we carry that with us, and it still is our predominant image of God when we are 40 or 50 or 60, and we still approach the world in the same way uh, at 60 than we did, you know, 20, 30, 40 years ago. What are we doing? Are we doing that out of security? Are we doing that out of control? Because God is more. You and I both know that. And there's a season. I think Jesus could easily have stayed in Capernaum and, and done his gig there for a long time, and they would have loved him for it. But he knew he was called to go out and bring his mission and ministry to those other places too. Those other places, some of which would love him and some of which would reject him. Brothers and sisters, you have a gift. I have a gift. Simply because we're created in the image and likeness of God, right? And there are thing, there is something or things with which we get to teach with authority. But if we only use it at one place, and if we only approach it in the same way now that we did 20 years ago, I think that we are leaving a lot on the table. I think our God invites us to more. It's okay to go out into the deep. Our faith is deep enough for it. Our God is deep enough for it. Our church is deep enough for it. It's okay to ask those questions about who God is and what suffering means and why does this happen and all these things. Brothers and sisters, we're invited to that place because only when we get to that place do we have more to say on the other side because there are people who are afraid to go to that place who need us to go there and invite them through. There are seasons of our life Praise God for those seasons. I suspect Jesus praised God for what happened at Capernaum. But that didn't stop him from moving and leaving that behind and saying that's wonderful and now on to something new. Whether that's a new location, a new mission, or just approaching God and the world in a new way. Our God gives us the permission. Not only is that, He invites us to follow him, right? He's showing us the way, and we get to follow close behind. Let's pray. And so we begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The third glorious mystery, the descent of the Holy Spirit. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners 
now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. My friends, have a wonderful Wednesday. Bless you. Thanks for being present today and breaking open God's word. And let's do it again tomorrow, shall we? God's peace.